Thanks for joining us at Imagine Yourself. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy. And what are we imagining today? We are imagining ways to be thankful, but with a 2020 twist. Well, I would say 2020 as a negative twist in my mind, but you're probably going to prove me wrong, aren't you? I'm going to do my best to prove you wrong because here's the situation. Everybody's lives look very different than we planned. There's lots of negative things going on. But because we're at Imagine Yourself, we always try to find and search and dig for good things. And so this time, we first of all have to say we're thankful because we have a guest today named Pam Reed, who's a best-selling author. She's the founder of a ministry brand called Flow. Feel, love, over, worry. Mm. And so that's the flow. She's the CEO of Flow Consulting and Coaching. And she is lovingly referred to as the flow boss, as she helps people transform their lives and their businesses. And so we want to welcome her to the show today and try to get all the goodness and juiciness of flow in order for us to find ways to be thankful. So we welcome you, Pam Reed, to Imagine Yourself. Hello, Lene. Hello, Sandy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to share with your listeners. And I, too, am hoping that some hearts will be pricked today. Yes. And I know it's going to have a good flow already. So, <laughs> Pam, you know, touching on a little bit of what Lene said, with that 2020 twist, we're kind of thinking of 2020 in not such a positive light. Like you see all the memes, if 2020 was a this, okay, for instance, if 2020 was a slide and we see that big cheese grater. So the 2020 twist is kind of making me feel like it's something that is getting in the way of us being thankful. But I'm guessing you're going to tell us the way that 2020 has made us more thankful or could make us more thankful. Oh, most definitely. There are so many people today that have found themselves in situations that they would have never dreamed of, right? One of them is just being out of work or uh, having to pivot and do something different with their lives. People are challenged mentally right now, feeling lonely and depressed. There are people who are looking to 2021 like it just can't come soon enough. But here's the other side of that. The people who aren't working are some finding themselves blessed because I've had people say to me, you know, I can't believe it actually took a pandemic for me to leave a job that I really wasn't feeling fulfilled in in the first place. It took a pandemic for me to actually embark upon starting my own business and just launching towards these endeavors that I was afraid of. You know, you have people who are more giving, more loving. And even though there is just so much rhetoric and so much noise around the hate or the civil unrest and all those other kinds of things, there's so much in the undercurrent that people are tapping into. And that is the part that I am focusing on, even for myself. I mean, just being what I call on a sabbatical with God during this <laughs> During this pandemic, I have literally for the past, was it 10 months now, just been saturating myself in his presence, in his word. And the results of that have been amazing. And one of them is I've written a devotional. Wow. And it's just been an amazing journey. 
So this 2020 was, that's why you wrote the devotional, because you had time or because it caused you to want to go into a deeper relationship? Sandy, I, I got to tell you, and just to be honest and to be transparent, I had no intentions of writing a devotional. I had two very different ideas about what I was going to do. And when I sat down at the keyboard, I have to tell you, this piece of work is certainly God-inspired. It was not what I had planned, but I had spent so much time praying for the world, praying for community, praying for people, praying for leadership, just praying and saturating myself in scripture and, and just in fellowship with God that it's what was birthed out of this time. And sometimes you have to go, and I know this is going to sound, you have to go with the flow. <laughs> you you yes. do. You know, just allowing life to unfold before you and responding to it in a way that serves you well. Oftentimes people respond to things in a way that just doesn't serve them well. It causes them additional stress and angst and impacts other relationships, whether it be personal or professional. And so you say, well, Pam, you know, that's easy to say, but how do you really do that? And you just have to have a method or a discipline or some consistency by which you do that. And it's what my flow book talks about. Flow is a way, a means, a reminder to bring God into every aspect of your life. He wants to be in the details. He wants to be in your stressful situations. He wants to be in your good stuff. He wants to be in your family, in your partnerships. He wants to be everywhere you are. And flow is a reminder of that. Wow. So I purchased the flow devotional and fell in love with it because of the stories that you explain, like you said, for you talk about your six month sabbatical that you were able to write the book. And then it has been something where I'm trying to spread love in little ways. I can't go over anybody's house right now, really, and do a whole lot. But even as simple as I sent the book to one of my dear friends who I've known since I was like 13 years old. And speaking of flow, you think about the circulatory system. This friend of mine had a heart transplant. Ooh. Not just heart surgery, but a heart transfer. She has a brand new heart placed in her body, which is very, um, I don't know, significant and s very symbolic of just a new heart in general. If we can all have new hearts and new minds and be transformed. But sending this book about flow and about trying to move through your life better. And you even talk in the devotional about starting your day better. Uh, Sandy and I talk a lot about setting the tone for your day. It's so important. You can get so many more things done. You can get through so many frustrating events. You can feel love over worry in so many different ways. If you start your day better, you start your focus better, you think about love, think about others. There are things to be thankful for, even in this. And that's why we had to do this segment in time for Thanksgiving and everything. We had to do something to help people focus on some good, because there's a lot of bad. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to focus on good as well. Oh, most definitely. Every day when someone wakes up, they have an opportunity to make a decision. It's so easy with your cell phone by your bedside to instantly get consumed and sucked into all that you have to do or all that you're responsible for or all the things that are going on in the world today because it's right there at your disposal. But I would encourage people that before they pick up their phone, that the first thing that they do is that they have that quiet time for themselves. Even if it's just 10, 15 minutes, 
quiet time for yourself. Set your day in your mind. Set your day with your thoughts. Set your day with your heart. A spirit of gratitude just emits such amazing energy that it just can lay an amazing foundation for the rest of your day. I mean, I'm no different than anybody else, right? I've got deadlines and responsibilities and all kinds of things. This is about a choice. And, you know, when people say, I just don't have enough time to, I was one of those people. I'll never forget walking into my office, actually running into my office. And I ran into uh, one of my assistants and she was ready to tell me who was waiting for me and how many phone calls I had that day. And I said, you know what? There's just not enough hours in the day. And she looked at me. And she said, now, Miss Pam, are you telling me that when God made 24 hours, he didn't know what he was doing? Ooh. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I have never made that statement again. Wow. There are enough hours in the day. There is plenty of time. God gives us the option of choosing. He's like, here is my gift to you. Now, what kind of steward are you going to be of it? Both you and Lene have said this, and I have tried to practice it, but I'm afraid I'm not as good as you ladies at getting the time at the beginning of the day. And I'm going to work on that, I promise. But I, you also said something interesting about everything being a choice and a decision. Now, in every circumstance that happens to us, no matter where we are in our day, we do have a choice in how to look at it, correct? Absolutely. You know, and I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that there are some very tough and challenging things going on. It's very challenging for a mom to be worried about how to feed her children. It's very challenging for a mom to have to decide or dad having to decide, do I go to work or do I put my child in childcare when we're in the midst of a pandemic? Where's my next paycheck coming from? I would suspect that in the sharing of um, Lene's friend who had the heart transplant, I can only imagine what the feelings were while she was on the waiting list for her heart, what the feelings were going into the search. I mean, there's some big things going on. And so, yes, I'm making it sound easier than it is. I've gone through my own journey. So even now today, when things are challenging, I sit in it. I know that on the other side of that, there's something amazing. You know, God brings us through things for a reason, for our growth, for our development, for our maturity. James 1.1 says, count it pure joy when you experience trials of all kinds. Now, when you think of that scripture, you think, who in the world is going to feel joy <laughs> about a challenge or a trial? But when you've been through enough of them, and you've been through them with God, and you can reflect back on all the ways in which he's brought you through, then you'll know that you know that you know that there is something amazing that is on the other side. Absolutely. That is a tough scripture. And I've always said, I want to be somebody that can like say that and mean it instead of just glossing over it and saying, yeah, somewhere in la la land, this is true for somebody else. It's true. But to own it and maybe with us going through all of these things, maybe it's teaching us a lot of resilience and reliance on God. And as you were saying, you never know what path that's going to lead people on. It led you to write a devotional that was probably life-changing for you and, by extension, life-changing for many other people that are going to read it. Oh, most definitely. There were so many moments that while I was writing the book, God revealed himself in so many ways, not just the words, not just the scriptures that he gave me, 
not just the stories and examples to just really drive the message and understanding home, but in my personal life, bringing my, my father back into the fold of my life after three decades. What? Um, the thing that unfolded that were revealed to me, amazing expressions of love, they come about when you allow yourself to be still, having a still spirit. Going back to Lene's friend with her heart, two scriptures automatically come to mind for me. Ezekiel 26, 26, where he says, I will give you a new spirit and a new heart. I will replace that stony heart with a tender, responsive heart. Don't you love that? Yeah. A heart that is not only full of life, but a heart that is understanding and compassionate and open and just all of those things. And then the other scripture that I think about is guard your heart. Guarding your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. So every single morning, getting back to the start of your day, there are countless books on morning routines. There are countless scientific studies on the value and benefit of morning routines. That time in the morning when it's quiet before the rest of your house wakes up, that's between you and God. Did you hear me? Between <laughs> us, right? And so that is special time where you can set the course for your day. I want to jump on that as well, because another thing is to be grateful for the things that you do have, because we realized that in 2020 also, nothing is guaranteed. We could lose something or someone very valuable. And I'm starting to try to train my mind to understand the twist is I want to go ahead and make use of the twist and begin to savor the things and the people and the relationships that I do have. Because I now understand that it's just not guaranteed. I want to do a scripture too. I want to be like Pam, the flow boss. <laughs> we all want to be like Pam. It's be like, be like Mike, be like Pam. <laughs> exactly. But this one is from Philippians and it's very popular. But whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I want to think about some of the good things. I want to think about some of the good people in my life. I want to think about some of the good activities that I'm still allowed to have. I want to read books that will bring me up. I want to really be intentional about being grateful for and focusing on the things that we do have. You could lose the weirdest things, people who've lost taste and smell, people who've lost loved ones, people who've lost the ability to go to school and go out and about. It's, there's lots of loss. But I think what you're trying to teach us, Pam, is that there can be a lot to gain even in the midst of the loss. Well, I have to tell you that scripture in Philippians is one of the scriptures that I use in my coaching and in my training. And I use that to help people replace thoughts and to overcome triggers. Oftentimes there's triggers, right? You see them, you hear them, you smell them, and then they take you back to a place that was not very pleasant or a situation that you just really find yourself feeling a great deal of stress or hurt or pain or something. And that scripture is so foundational because there are amazing and joyful and happy and excellent and noteworthy things that have happened. And when you can take those and use those to replace those thoughts, it takes time. 
but you can certainly be intentional with it. And it is just an amazing thing that can happen, right? It's like those studies that show if you just start smiling, even when you don't feel like smiling, you'll just start to feel happy. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds kooky and cokey, whatever. But here's (laughs) the thing. When you're in the midst of all that is going on today, and there are things that you're worried on, worried about, you can choose, it goes back to that choice, to focus on something else. And I encourage people to decide in advance what those things are. It's like going to the supermarket hungry, right? When you haven't decided in advance that A, you need to have a snack before you go, and B, what is exactly going to be on your grocery list, then you find yourself just spending more money than you planned, buying a bunch of stuff you didn't need. Oreos. Well, there you go. Oreos. (laughs) Double stuff Oreos. Yes. But but, but here's the thing. The same is true with your thoughts. If you took the time, I don't know how many of your listeners journal or write things down, but if you just took a page and you just wrote down all of the amazing experiences and all the people that when you think about them, you just feel such a tremendous amount of love. If you just had a list of those and had them ready in advance, then when those other things come up, right, they bubble up and surface, you can say, you know what? I'm going to remember my wedding day. Mm. I remember what I was wearing. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing that day. I was (laughs) right? Or the day my first child was born or the day my son graduated from college. I remember what he said to me. He says, mom, I'm wearing the bow tie that dad wore on your wedding day. I mean, there are so many nuggets and everybody has them to just keep just kind of a resource list and focus on those. Meditate on those things. You'd be surprised. How the energy can change and your thoughts can change. I love that. And another thing I was thinking about too, just that scripture alone, I am going to print it out and put it somewhere where I can see it prominently right on my computer screen or behind it or someplace so that when I flip out on something, I can just <laughs> even look at that. And then I love the journal part because that's going even deeper. It reminds you to take in And remember things like your wedding day or the different things that you're talking about. But just the power in that scripture alone, I really needed that today. And I'm thinking a lot of people did. I'm so glad. You know, with the flow book, there are 52 different devotionals, right? One for each week of the year. So flow is feel love over worry, but it's also feel love over weariness and wrongdoings and every other W word you can think of, right? For (laughs) the area of our lives. And chapter 33 is feel love over worst case. So that's feeling love over worst case scenarios, right? We all do that, right? We play over and over these things or these outcomes that aren't even going to come true. Right. But we have a tendency to do that. And there are so many other things that you can focus on. And there's some very specific scriptures, which is the love part. Feel the love over the worst case to help you reshift your focus. I love that. Can we learn a little bit more about how to get the devotional before we get too far into this? Absolutely. So right now, listeners can get the flow book on Amazon. I would just suggest you just type in flow and Pam Reed. And my last name is spelled R-E-I-D. And it'll come up. It's a beautiful white cover book. Flow is the devotional for grown folks. Ooh. So the devotional, <laughs> the devotional is not rated R, but it's not rated G either. I mean, we I, there is feeling love over withdrawal, right? I mean, there are people who who suffer from addictions. There's feeling love over wilderness, 
people who are feeling lonely and lost, Flo, the devotional for grown folks, can be found on Amazon. So Sandy and I, of course, have the pleasure of knowing you now. And crazy enough, I got to just say real quick, the way that I even met you, Pam, was because all of this stuff with the pandemic has brought about so many virtual and Zoom things. I met you on a Zoom prayer call and we just started talking and then I started following you on Instagram and then I got your devotional, even though, of course, now I just want to keep you to ourselves here. But <laughs> at the same time, anyone who does want to explore this whole flow concept even more, there's several things going on. Of course, like on Instagram, you're at the flow boss. And then mm -hmm. you have a Friday flow mm -hmm. on Facebook mm -hmm. uh, under the flow boss. And then I believe you have an event that's coming up in flow February. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that too. <laughs> I like that flow February. Yeah. February. So we're having a flow event in February. It's the first week. It's February 1st through uh, the 5th. It's an intensive. Um, it's a flow-demic, you know, and, <laughs> and I have to be honest. I, I got to give credit where credit is due. I had my first flow-demic in August, and it was a sold-out event. Amazing, wonderful, transformational. Things happened that no one could have ever expected, but God showed up every single day. <laughs> but I remember sitting in church, online church, mm -hmm. right? It was the early days of the pandemic and the pastor was talking about the pandemic. And because we were virtual and home and everyone's sheltering in place, a congregation member sent me a text and it said, what we really need is a flow-demic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so the flow-demic was born. And it is a virtual event. The first one, again, was a seven-day intensive. And we touched on everything from relationships to health to finance to spirit to just every area of importance, especially when it comes to, you know, how do you respond? How do you navigate some of the challenges? How do you engage other people in what you're doing? And it, like I said, it was a sold-out amazing event. And so at the event, everyone was like, oh, my God, I should have invited friends. I should have invited. Mind you, you couldn't have because we were sold out. You could only <laughs> handle but so many people, you know, in a virtual event. Um, so I'm having the second flow-demic in February. And I, I feel that it is going to be so instrumental for many people. And so if people follow me on Instagram or they check me out on Fridays on Friday Flow, they'll get all the details as to how to register for the February Flowdemic. Okay, so the best way to do that is to follow you on social media, and then you just keep us posted on all yes. that. And we will put the links, as we always do with uh, our special guests, on our website, imagineyourselfpodcast.com. So okay. in case people forget, you know, because sometimes you're driving, you're listening and in one ear and like, oh, darn it. So we'll make sure and put it on our <laughs> website. And the link to your book too, which you can buy on Amazon. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I strongly you. recommend it. We always like to have a segment of our show called Takeaway Time, where we kind of reflect back on some things that we need to make sure that we really walk away with. There's a few things I just want to make sure, but then I'm going to ask you, Pam, to give some things that you might want to walk away with, too. The thing that keeps coming to my mind, though, I can't even stop myself, is back with that scripture about think about such things. Think about things that are precious to you. We all are starting to realize now how precious our health is, how precious time is, how precious our relationships are, how precious people are. And I really hope that 
whether we get to spend time in person with our family members or not during these holidays, we still can reach out to them. There's so many beautiful ways to reach out to people. We still can pray for them. We still can talk to them. We still can savor them while we're here because nobody's going to be here forever. So I just want to think about what's precious to us. But I know, Pam, that you've probably got even a different layer for us to walk away with today, too. Yes, um, that's beautiful, Lene. I would like to encourage people in a slightly different way, right? Because people don't have to feel the stress that they feel. They don't have to feel anxious or overwhelmed. Life is such where sometimes you just do, right? But something like technology, I remember when cell phones first came out and I was thinking, I don't need one of those, right? And, but because I worked in New York and worked at the World Trade Centers, I was there for both terrorist attacks. Wow. But after the first one, our company bought cell phones and gave each of us one, a um, little leadership. And I remember thinking, I don't need this. Well, then I find myself stuck on the highway. And guess what I used to call somebody? My cell phone. Cell phone. <laughs> fast forward to today. You know, I remember having some frustrations around the internet when it first came out. Just all of that. And today, I am so grateful for the technology. And I want to encourage people who are intimidated by the technology, especially our silver and gray haired people who just really struggle with it. If you are savvy with technology, connect with a neighbor, connect with a loved one who may not be and help them along because this is a way to connect with people today. You want to mm -hmm. be mindful of your health and stay safe. Technology is there for you as a resource. And I got to tell you, I never even felt that way. But yet I have my first virtual event and it was the Flowdemic and it was amazing. And what was really amazing was how hearts were pricked through the screen. Mm. So it's possible to stay connected that way. So I want to encourage people that way. And then when you talk about things being precious, your time and how you spend your time, if you just gave God just the first little bit of it, the first little bit of your day, the first little bit of just whatever it is, right? And what I mean by whatever it is. So you have to deal with a situation or you have, or it's, hey, it's holiday time. And maybe you haven't been working since the pandemic and you don't know what to do. Just give God that. Give it over to him. Father, I, I don't know what to do. I've got children. How do I make it joyful for them? There are so many creative ways to bring joy and the gift of love and the gift of happiness into your lives. Yes. But you've got to ask, right? You've got to put yourself in a way where you're open to listening and to hearing. And I know we're called to walk by faith, right? And not by sight, not the things that we see, not the things that we hear, but we're to walk by faith. And I know it's not easy to have faith in a God we can't see, yes. but you know what? We can see if you have eyes to see, there mm. are expressions of love every day and you can feel him. You can feel him as well, but like with any relationship, the relationship that the two of you have with each other, the relationship you have with your loved ones, you got to have time you, and you got to be willing to make it. Wow. Tell it, Pam. <laughs> Tell it. This has just been a delightful day, delightful conversation, very informative. 
And the part about technology too is not lost. I love the way you said, if you're good with it, help those who maybe are not good with it. If you're not good with it, try not to be afraid of it and really get into it because I've developed friendships now through Zoom. I've met you through Zoom. Uh, Sandy and I have been able to continue this podcast because of the ability to do things through technology. Again, we just thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> oh, it has. It, I got to tell you, I've enjoyed the conversation as well. Meeting the two of you has been a joy. And I'm just hoping that your listeners have been touched as well because everybody needs love in their lives. And yeah. God is love. Yeah. And so if they're not feeling it today, he's there. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is here I am. And I love it because there's an actual an exclamation point. Here I am. I'm standing at the door and knocking. And whoever hears me, if they open the door and let me in, I will come in and fellowship with them and they with me. That is it right there. So he's there. He's waiting and he's knocking. And all you have to do is say yes. I love it. It's a life changer, literal, and eternity changer. Absolutely. <laughs> Overall, I just want to say to everyone listening, imagine yourself transformed, renewed, able to focus on some of the wonderful things that God has given us, able to focus on the good that abounds, and just being grateful and thankful no matter what year it is. Thanks for listening. And we'd love to hear from you. Just go to imagineyourselfpodcast.com and there are all the links there to hook up with us on social media or shoot us an email. Until next time, when we have something new to imagine, stay grateful.